Welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host here to talk about important issues and life events that shape our society. Join the conversation by following us on all of our audio platforms, subscribing to our YouTube page, like, comment, rate, share, share with your friends, family, hell, even your enemies. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about, eh, it's a sibling happy hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. So you know we're going to be dilly-daddling. We're going to be talking about also the recent uh, uh, political events from this past Tuesday and weed. But enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? Man, I can't call her. I'm just chilling. Was that you, you intro st- short enough for you? I still feel like it's a little long, but you cha- you changed it a little bit. I just came up with some stuff on the fly. You know, sometimes we got to just wing it. We got to improvise and wing it. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I, it was right. good. Did I you- started over my words a little bit, but you know, hey, sometimes Man. that happens to players. Players mess up too. You'll get, you know, players do mess up. Right, right, right. Um, and from time to time. Pimps from and time players. to time. Yeah. Did you hear about this? I just heard about this. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you would have to tell me first. Well, yeah, I was getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you asked me, did I hear about it? And I was like, you, you ain't tell me nothing. So I can't answer the question. <laughs> I didn't until, finish. I got to finish my statement. All right. Well, there was a long pause. There, there was it a pause. was a dramatic pause. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, the, that 2023 <laughs> is the hottest year on record. Probably in the last 125,000 years. I mean, hottest. Yeah, I mean, you needed you needed to get that news. I mean, I, I knew did, that. I didn't know. I mean, that's ever been recorded. Yes, this every was the year. Hottest year. Yes, every year from here on out is going to be the hottest year that ever existed. <laughs> I've been saying that. <laughs> it goes every year gets increasingly hotter. Yes. Starting from this year. This year's a start. But yeah, we're, it's, uh, we're getting close to that global warming benchmark. So that, that I minute. just heard about that. So. What's the global warming benchmark? I don't know what that is. Um, so it is if we get... Um, 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial norms, that is a benchmark for where we could be causing now irreversible damage to entire ecosystems. So just 2.7 degrees. Uh, I don't really know what that means. Can can you put that in layman's terms for all the people that, that didn't really do well in science? Oh, yeah. Hey, if it gets 2.7 <laughs> degrees too hotter... Too, 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 too hot. <laughs> Entire ecosystems are going to be irreversibly damaged. Well, you know, it's funny because we damage ecosystems all the time. Like in Florida, for instance, s- some geniuses decided to to bring anacondas oh, down there, right? And you know, you get a little anaconda at first, a little anaconda. You get a, you get a little baby anaconda, and then that thing yeah. grows, and then you're like, what am I supposed to do with this anaconda? So they were releasing them in the Everglades. What oh they don't God. realize is snakes reproduce really fast, yeah. and now those anacondas have basically decimated the Everglades because they need food. So they go out there, and they try to find people to hunt the anacondas. Not, not the anaconda from the movie Anaconda, because that wasn't real. There's no. no anaconda that's that big. No, uh, no. But 
That D snakes. That <laughs> <laughs> people don't get that. So in the movie Anaconda, that stars Jennifer Lopez, uh, back when she was still Jenny from the block, and Ice Cube. <laughs> he yes. has a scene where all these snakes are unleashed on this boat, and he said, "It's snakes." And for some reason, for years, that has just tickled me and my brother and sister. Because the way he just yells out the obvious. Yes. <laughs> it's the snakes. Whole, the whole floor of the boat is covered in snakes. And you go, it's snakes. And it's just, um, but you know, that's not the only uh, threat that anacondas pose to the Everglades. Um, because, you know, studies have shown that um, anacondas don't want none unless you got buns. Huh? <laughs> That's where you were going. I knew it. I freaking knew that's where you were going. <laughs> oh my goodness. If y'all don't understand that reference, that is baby got back. <laughs> that's Sir Mixon Lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but honestly, we are dist- we have been destroying yeah. this planet. I don't know yeah. why. You know why? You know why people don't care? Because it's not like the planet is going to be destroyed in our lifetime. Right. So we just feel like eh, we could do whatever. I'm not right. going to say that I've been above it. It was, it was, uh, I bring her up a lot, but, but I learned so much from her. It was my ex-wife who pressed upon recycling. Yeah. And I remember one of my old roommates, he was throwing a party because uh, he always do parties. And I remember, um, I brought my ex over and my ex was in uh, the kitchen arguing with this dude as being combative as she was. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I walk in and my old roommate was like, you know, they're getting into it about recycling. And <laughs> I was like, recycling is cool, baby. Recycling is cool. Cause I had been conditioned to <laughs> yeah. recycle, but she was right. Right. Yeah. And I still yeah. recycle to this day. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know people out there that just the trash be the trash. And right. I'm like, yeah, you ain't you're not going to separate that and try to save the planet at all. Right. Um, but do then, you know, part a little bit, do your part a little bit. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you know, we've been destructing this this planet. It's not going to last forever. It's a living organism. Yeah. I mean, the the problem is in order to reverse this or have any hope, we have to give up uh, fossil fuels. We're not going to do that. So that's... or Superman can. Nope. Fly around the, the earth already... and reverse, <laughs> reverse Earth's uh, <laughs> orbital spin and take us back in time. I mean, he saved Lois Lane. That was literally the dumbest thing. <laughs> that was almost... No, the cellophane S was the worst, but... I, all right, look, this is not going to be a situation where we dog out Superman. I'm not going to have that Those were two dumb things. Uh, look, if anybody can, can, can reverse time by... F- <laughs> flying around earth so fast that it reverses its its spin the earth spin to take back time time (laughs) i don't look maybe going backwards is not going to reverse time maybe maybe. the earth is one planet in a solar system in a galaxy in a universe like it's reversing the the spin of one planet isn't going to turn back time in all of the universe. That is the stupidest thing of all time. And I would love to have Neil deGrasse Tyson on. Once again, that invitation stays out there. Neil, if you want to come on, please. It's a permanent invitation. I would love to hear the rationale if Earth's 
orbit did reverse, how would that affect everything around it? Because there's gravitational pulls yeah. from everything. There's a gravitational yes. pull from the sun, from the other planets, from the moon. Like how, if you reverse it, what happens? That would be an interesting question. I'm sure he's probably answered that somewhere. I'm sure somebody has asked that question. Well, uh, the, the theory that the, the center of the earth is like a molten core, a lot of what keeps life lifing is <laughs> life, life be lifing his is the spin of the earth. So, mm-hmm. and it's that like magnetic field that it creates in the center of the earth. So reversing it, I assume will have some effect. I'm pretty sure it would Not have an effect. time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Superman alone. Speaking of Superman. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves, yeah. watch watch my tangent, watch my segue here. Okay. Superman, Christopher Reeves acting. SAG and AFTA's negotiations are kind of complete. Yeah, I did. I did read that. So, yeah, uh, finally. They have a tentative agreement what that was announced ending the longest actor strike in Hollywood. The agreement includes historic AI protections, a 7% pay increase, a streaming participation bonus, and enhancements in pensions and health contributions, not contributing, contributions. The total contract value exceeds $1 billion uh, billion over three years uh, and unanimously approved by the negotiating committee. So, yeah, you know, they they, they got that. And they should because, you know, the streaming service is great for us. Right. You know, HBO Max put all these shows, especially the black shows like Wayne's Brothers and Bernie Mac and Martin and uh, Fresh Prince. They put all these shows on there and that's Mm -hmm. great. But they used to be reruns on regular TV that those actors would get residuals from. And they're not getting residuals from what we're streaming on TV. That was that I was going to bring that up. Like, I feel like the AI thing has gotten a lot of attention, but I think the most important piece of that was getting the residuals from streaming. Well, I mean, the AI thing is also important, but yeah. I know I'm, we're saying this and there are people out there who really don't give a damn about workers. This is what I mean by that. Anytime there's any type of labor dispute between, in, in any situation, union, labor, people out there for some reason, when it's not affecting them, constantly go for the companies as opposed to the labor. Because they're like, because especially with actors or athletes or things of that nature, they're like, you know what? They get paid so much money anyway. The reason why they get paid so much money is because they can do something you can't do. And you're salty that you can't do it and make that type of money. That's all it is. These people deserve the money that they get because they have a talent, whether they're an actor, whether they're an athlete, whether they're a UPS driver, right? Uh, uh, I mean, a UPS driver, I don't know if that's talent but it's hard work like it's it ain't easy work, work. have no. you seen talking about the hottest year of all the years mm-hmm. they out there delivering and, and yeah. some timberlands and some shorts and a yes. short set yes. <laughs> and it's hot to hell and they out there some timberlands and a short set with a little fan in their van and stuff like because that the fan, like, because the vans are not really air conditioned I, I think them. some of them are now like the newer ones but oh, okay. if you still see them in that old box truck it's a little fan in there and let you try and drop off uh a package sometimes people shoot at you for coming to their yes. house yes so you know you got to be careful even out though here you in the brown short set 
<laughs> the brand the brown short set. Like, Give me a short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. <laughs> if y'all don't understand that, if y'all never heard summertime, I don't know what to tell you. That was Will Smith. Know. That's a Will yeah. Smith song. It's literally the song of the summer. But before the Forever. entanglement. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I said I said before the entanglement though. No, no. It's yeah, entanglement be damned. It is the song of the summer. To yeah. me, it's not summertime if I don't hear summertime. Right. That's the first that and I remember the Lost Boys had a, a summertime song too for a little while that was hot in the streets. Summertime in the city. Uh people that don't know the Lost Boys, I think they're from Queens. I think they're rappers from Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Lex Coops Beamers in the Benz. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, to the all actors my ladies getting... and my men's keep yeah. the bread up. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's cool with the actors uh, giving yeah. them money. And I hope they can continue on to entertain us as long as Earth is still here because we're killing it slowly but surely. And also, you know, <laughs> they make this much money in entertainment because of consumers. Like we're exactly paying for the tickets and the merchandise and all of the things so that they have the resources to allocate to these guys. So you don't, don't be mad. If you, if you, if you mad that they make more than teachers and we're going to have to pay more in taxes. Yeah. Well, Hey, the thing that, that generates the income is the money, the money yeah, from the people. Yeah. Uh, we do need to pay the teachers more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the money has to be there. Well, yeah, the money is there. We be the, mo- the money is, gonna, the, is it can't come from out of nowhere. Well, but the way the government does its budget. Meanwhile, we are deadly, deadly close, uh, closing in to November seventeenth, where there's a potential another shutdown. Speaking of the budget, mm-hmm. we'll get into politics in the second and third block. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it now. I want to keep with the daily dialing and the jokes. <laughs> One joke I got to have, you know, people that listen to my the show I do by myself, you know, I've consistently talked about my neighbor who's annoying the hell out of me. You know this mm-hmm. person as the mm-hmm. person that wrote the letters. Mm-hmm. The people that listen to the I show on two. I thought too, that that was done. That's not done? Well, the letters is done. Okay. But her being annoying is not done. Okay. Now, uh, I told everybody on the last episode that that she has a dog, which, you know, hey, look, I love dogs. Love I'm happy for her to have a dog. Yes. And as I said on a Tuesday show, I'm not bitter solely because I lost my dog. This has nothing to do with it. But she is playing with the dog in the hallway with the squeaky toy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm filming this show... I've got to close every single door and super soundproof this room so that sound doesn't come in. And if I'm just in my living room chilling, you know, doing what I do, chilling, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got to hear her playing in the hallway, which is completely inconsiderate to all our neighbors. And she ain't quiet. Yeah. This is not a soft tone. It is a loud, annoying tone. (laughs) And she annoys me. Yeah. To the to my bitter end. Like I kinda wanna <laughs> I kinda wanna report her to the authorities, but I don't think the authorities could do anything. No, they could well so she's playing in the hallway with the dog? Yeah. That's yes. rude. That's what that's the point I'm trying to say. Yes, yeah. it is. I mean that I think you can do something about. I can, but I ain't no snitch. Uh, what I probably am gonna do is just gonna Remember, I, don't we wanna... talk, I feel like we talked about this. I don't. I, I, I feel like see, we talked about what snitching is and what snitching is not. <laughs> ta- okay, that's definitely tattletaling. No. No, that's because, tattletaling. No, tattletaling is when you tell on somebody 
And whether or not that other person knows what that person did has literally no effect on you. It, you're telling something that don't have nothing to do with you. I don't think that's tattletelling. That is tattletelling. Oh, uh, I saw him. I saw him stick gum in his in his backpack. That don't have nothing to do with you. You're just tattling on him. That's what tattletelling is. If okay. it's got something to do, if I'm being affected, right, by your behavior, mm-hmm. somebody gonna hear about it. All right. So I wish that I I I don't want to confront this person personally because mm-hmm. I don't want to have any more dialogue with this person. I don't know what's right. gonna happen. I had some dialogue with this person. Next thing I know, I got another letter underneath my door, and yeah. I don't want that. Right. I don't want that. You know right. what I'm going to start doing? This is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start being annoying. I'm going to start parading around a lot of women, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking and playing a lot of my hood hood rap music. That sounds Blowing. like your daily life. I'm trying. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. No, that's not it's my daily so life because I got called a simp. much effort yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. When literally what you could easily do anonymously is tell your lease in office to tell her to stop playing with the dog in the hallway. I don't think that would be anonymous. I think that she would know that it's somebody within it's I, I live in a corner section of the building. So it's I it's me, her, and then two other places that are yeah. on this hallway. It's only yeah. four places that's in this hallway. Uh because you know, I got one of the End units, but it ain't really that big, so never mind. Um, <laughs> so she's gonna know it's gonna be one of the three of us that unsnitched. Okay. All right, and, but and, it's and still, I, and I think she it's don't gonna know fall who specifically. on. <laughs> well, I, I, she won't, but I know, I, I know which neighbors would be accused, and I don't want to put that on them because they look like they somebody that would go and complain. I'm not going to tell you what the demographics is, but <laughs> they just look like somebody's yeah. going to complain. Yeah. No, what no, I'm gonna I do. I'm I'm gonna talk to the husband. I'm gonna be like, hey, hey, Playboy. Yeah. Your wife is annoying the hell out of me. Yeah. I need you to talk to her. I, and, and all right. And, you know that, that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, I tell you what, I am gonna be tattletelling on, what? and I am gonna be snitching on what the state of Mississippi. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today. I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness or gearing up for festival seasons or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. 
One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth-water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. So Jay, we had elections this last Tuesday across several states. Yeah, and for the people who are like, Johnny don't know nothing about no, ain't no election happening. Yes, it was. I just, it was the wrong one. What are you talking about? Oh, because I said on like the prior show that, you know, elections coming up in November, implying it was a presidential oh, okay, election. Okay. <laughs> you did. You go, you, you, but elections you, were. You, you, look, that's strictly uh, uh, an ego thing that comes in our family. Yeah. We are never going to be confused or accused of being dumb or ignorant or something. Right. No. <laughs> that was something that literally happened either last week or two weeks ago. It was a, a brief moment, but you yeah. felt I compelled, felt compelled. Yes. Compelled yes. To, to say, like, hey, look, I know what was going on. I'm just saying. Yes. I knew there <laughs> was an election. I, in my mind, you know what? The point is, I was half right. <laughs> All right. Half right and half wrong. But, you know, nevertheless. Uh, you could just put an asterisk next to half right. You don't have to actually, in the footnote, it could say half wrong. All right. A little side detour yeah. for, all the, for all the listening and watching audience. This is the difference between me and my sister. <laughs> I have no problem, never have, of admitting when I'm wrong. My sister, on the other hand. I woo! don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. When was the last time you admitted when you, that you was wrong? The better question is, when was the last time I've been wrong? And, <laughs> and okay. it was a comment I made on a show or two ago about the presidential election coming up. Okay. So you admit that you was wrong? I admit that I was half wrong. All right. You know what? I'm done with this conversation. I want, I want to talk Let's about- talk about Mississippi. Like, I, I was, damn, you just you just stole my whole intro. I hadn't even gotten to the part where I was going to introduce Mississippi. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen out there, it was a bunch of elections across the United States of America in several <laughs> different states that yeah. happened this past Tuesday. 
all of them were interesting for different reasons. One of the main reasons why the Mississippi governor, what's it called? It's not the governor race, it's a gubernatorial. Gubernatorial, yes. Yeah, you know, I I have trouble with words sometimes. The gubernatorial no, race. Gubernatorial is is a difficult word. Yeah, that's, it is a difficult yeah. word. And that's the only time I'm gonna say it. I'm done. From here on out, yeah. I'm calling it the governor's race. The governor's race is in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Now, Republican running against a Democrat in a in a really red state, Republican winning. That's not really a surprise. Here's what is a surprise. It was significant ballot shortages Mm -hmm. occurred, notably in the state's largest county during the crucial governor's race. Now, when I say largest county, typically when states have large counties or large cities, those cities tend to be diverse. Mm -hmm. Correct. Which means they tend to lean blue. Nope, not lean. They go blue. I can't think of too many large cities across the United States of America that go red. I'm talking about large metropolitan cities or large counties where there's a dense number of people. Typically in this country where there's a dense number, a, a dense number of people, they're diverse. It typically goes blue. So there were ballot shortages in the largest county in this state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exact numbers of affected voters remain unclear causing concern among activists due to historical voting rights struggle struggles among black Americans. We talk mm-hmm. about Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. So the surprise level is about a two. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, now there was one voter. His name was Otis. Otis, <laughs> Otis Wells. Otis Wells reported waiting nearly an hour due to ballot shortages with only 40 to 45 ballots arriving with 75 people still waiting to vote. Hines uh, County Elections Commissioners commissioners officers didn't comment on any on any of the news organizations reporting on this. Um, Funding was dismissed as a cause of the ballot shortage. Uh, So it wasn't because of funding. Right. right. It wasn't because the county didn't have enough money for ballots. Uh, there were two uh, lawsuits that were filed to extend voting hours in response to the shortages, um, but they didn't give extensions. So mm-hmm. let me explain this to you. People have come to vote. Yes. They don't have the ballots for people to vote. They right. have to go get more ballots. That takes time. When they get more ballots, they don't come with enough ballots still for the people to vote. Mm-hmm. So people are waiting there for hours trying to vote. In the meantime, they're not going to extend voting hours. And this wasn't the only obstacle in voting. Uh, it, other obstacles included online voting registration absence, complex mailing uh, voting requirements, inadequate outreach to Black voters, mm-hmm. potentially impacting the entire outcome of this election. Um, also, the, gov- the, the governor was an incumbent also mm-hmm. shrouded in controversy because this is the same governor who was taking money from the poor, literally taking money from the that was supposed to go to the poor people in Mississippi in Mississippi and okay. giving it to Brett Favre so that he could go build a volleyball court and football field for his alma mater mm. that his daughter happened to be playing on the volleyball team. Right. Took money from the poor. This is this is this is the state of Mississippi. So not only are they disenfranchising votes, it also is a supposedly crooked governor that they reelected. 
Yeah. And this is this is your this is your politics in the South, ladies and gentlemen. Well, not just in the South, but but really highlighting Southern politics here. What you think about all this, Jay? Yeah, I mean, if anybody knows anything about difficulty with voting, it would be me, a Georgia voter. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. And Where? for y'all out there that's going to critique my sister, my sister actually is involved in the voting process as, as what were you out there doing? Oh, I was a, um, not a pollster. Well, Hall monitor. I wasn't no, <laughs> wasn't no damn hall monitor. I was a poll watcher. Poll watcher. There we go. Which is you... essentially a hall monitor. <laughs> yes, I knew I had it right. <laughs> Don't tell me I didn't have it right when I had it right. <laughs> but there are, uh, especially in a lot of majority black, and of course, Hines County is majority black, um, I think they said what forty percent of Mississippi's population is black. That sounds about right. Yeah, so um, we see this all the time in in, in Georgia, um, especially in Atlanta, where we have machines, not enough machines, machines breaking down, they're closing polling places, um, things like that. It's, it's it's old school tactics. Old school. I'm waiting, honestly for uh what is it the the test the uh literacy test the literacy test honestly i'm waiting for that to come back Um, uh or poll tax poll tax also Mm -hmm. yes i mean but these are the things that we are um going to continue to have to face because of a conservative supreme court um that well strikes down protections for voting rights, um, we also got a house that struck down protections for voting rights, um, and so this is the this is the kind of things that. But the, here's the thing that really bugs me about this, and it's always kind of bugged me about this, that if you look historically at these kinds of tactics, they don't work. They just incense the people more mm-hmm. and give them more uh, drive and determination to stand there in that line mm-hmm. and exercise the right that you're so clearly and blatantly trying to keep them from. Mm-hmm. So the fact that even though they use these tactics, like say, for instance, in Georgia, it it just it has not affected turnout. No, it, um, but it does affect if you don't have enough ballots. That's the new one, though. That's the new one. If you ain't got enough ballots for, for to actually vote and they're waiting for hours on end. And, and and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Also, why are we doing paper ballots? Come on. Uh, I, I, when I went to go vote in, in my election on Tuesday, it was like paper ballots. It's a paper ballot that you mark in with like an oval circle oh, and then no. you and you throw it through a little machine. Not, not the but Scantron. The Scantron. Literally, it's a Scantron. Yeah. Uh, but so the point I'm trying to make in all this. You say you is, were talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody. Thank you. Because I lost my train of thought. You know, I'm getting older now. So my train yeah. of thought is, you know. I lose it sometimes. Uh, I was talking Mine's to a friend. on a couple different tracks. Right. Uh, ADHD. ADHD. I was, <laughs> I was talking to a friend and we were laughing at the mm, hypocrisy of the fact that you get President's Day off as a national holiday, but Election Day is not a national holiday where people get off. Right. It 
and and there have been I'm not going to Rick Scoratorium or something like that. He, Rick he Santorum. On, thank you. Uh, used to be on CNN. Now he's on Newsmax. Uh, I saw a clip the other day, and we'll get into the measures that passed in Ohio. But in reference to just the votes, he was saying young people are coming out in droves to vote, and that's not a good thing because they're voting this way. In other words, voting against conservative values. Right. So what conservatives, i.e. Republicans, want are less votes because they know the more votes, they don't win. There has only been in the last 20, um, what was it, the 20, the last 20 elections? Or last 20 years, something along the lines of that nature, there has only been one Republican president that has won actually the popular vote, and that was W's, W's uh, incumbent vote, so his second term. Since then, in, in over 20 years, there hasn't been a Republican that won the popular vote. Republicans just aren't, aren't their value, their, their, what they stand for just isn't popular among the masses. It's the reason why uh, some politicians were saying, and we'll get into uh, the abortions um, voting that happened this past Tuesday. A lot of people were saying, you know, those type of issues shouldn't even be on the ballot because this is what's going to happen. Those type of issues that, that are affecting people, people mm-hmm. shouldn't be allowed to vote in. It should be controlled by the politicians. No, there right. are some things that people shouldn't be allowed to vote on. <laughs> I mean, because if you go back to the 1800s and slavery was on the ballot, right? <laughs> you know, people's going to vote for, people's going to vote for slavery, yeah. right? They was going to vote for that. So yeah. there's certain things that should not be on the ballot that are universally and morally wrong. And we can have a debate whether you think abortion is morally wrong or not. Okay, I'm not going to really have that discussion right here, right now. Mm-hmm. But to, for politicians to say, yeah, we want to take away votes and not allow everybody to vote because those votes aren't going to go my way. Right. That's essentially what they're doing. So wake up. Yeah, I think he said something along the lines of, and this is Rick Santorum, that uh, he's glad that. Uh, not all states have these ballot initiatives because, you know, allowing the people to vote <laughs> is just the worst thing for a, a democracy. <laughs> more or, or like, less, more or less, that's yes, what he said. Something well, like, that's not a know, direct quote, but more or less. Nah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, and, 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 and so you get these type of tactics. It's, it's been tactics like this for all since since voting has started to minimize the impact of voting so that the powerful can determine what goes on in this country, mm-hmm. right? Because if the people have a voice, honestly, if the people had a voice, there would be higher tax rates for people that, and there are, but even higher tax rates for the rich. Yeah. Because not everybody is rich. Right. And it would be lower tax rates for the poor, much lower. Like if yeah. you make a certain amount of money, if you make, if you only make $25,000 a year, I'm sorry, you, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to pay no taxes. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, because the poverty line is like 30 something yeah, I'm, for and, a single and, person. And, so, and let me tell you something. So if you're if making you make, below the poverty line. But let me tell you something. If you make in, in my area where I live, if you make in 30 thousand dollars a year, you might as well just go out there and start hoeing. Because you no. ain't going to be able to survive. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I'm, it, let's move on. 
started OnlyFans or something, go on Foot Finder. I mean, hey, you gonna Wait, have to come up with what? <laughs> that one zipped right past you. Yeah, almost, almost, because I was looking up the tax rates for people at the poverty line when you said that. What the hell is Foot Finder? All right, there are people out there. Look, I thought about it, but my feet ain't really that cute, right? No, that, they're that. very natural. Well, is this, you know, there's a market <laughs> for it. It's Come like, on, you go stop calling my feet natural. Like, okay? you know, and people I, who like Lord of the Rings, you know, the Hobbit feet. <laughs> Wait, you, the Hobbit feet would be small. I don't have small no, feet. No, no, no. They were big, ugly, hairy feet. <laughs> my feet aren't hairy. If you like hobbit feet. <laughs> no, I don't have hobbit feet. I just need a pedicure. Anyway. Go ahead take- and sign up for for, for some foot finder. <laughs> look, the people have a fetish. Some people yeah. have feet fetish, right? Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not I'm not here to judge your kinks. I'm not here to judge them. But yeah. if all I gotta do is take some pictures of my feet and I'm gonna make some money off of it, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Again, if you all... (laughs) Y'all like Jurassic Park? (laughs) If dinosaurs are your thing... Look, my feet are rough. You know how I know my feet are rough? There's some scaly... I mean... Some scaly feet available for you on footfinder.com. Look. I know my feet are rough because I I, I have to throw out socks every year because there mm-hmm. are holes in them mm-hmm. and holes in weird places. Holes at the toes, holes yeah. on the heel. My heel destroys not, a sock. That's not weird. <laughs> your, your heel feels like a power sander. <laughs> it's just wearing away that fabric. <laughs> It's just wearing away that fabric. That's not surprising. I, I've been taking better <laughs> care of my feet because the last girl, the last girl I dated was like, "Hey, you don't want to get a pedicure or something." And, and I remember we were asleep one time, and she rubbed her feet against my feet, and and I was still awake, and she was half asleep. And when she rubbed her feet against my feet, she made a face in her half sleep, like "ill," and I was just like, "No, I need to, I need to get this settled. I need to get this this taken care of." Anyway. Yeah. Not neither enough here, of Foot Finder. Here. Enough of Foot Finder. Neither right. here, maybe here. maybe if Brett Favre was on Foot Finder, he would have had the money to to fund those fields and and the volleyball court instead of stealing from the poor in Mississippi. Him exactly. and the governor. Exactly. So maybe they should go start a Foot Finder. Because I'm sure go- there's somebody who wants to see athletes' foot and cauliflower toe and all that. Stuff. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so yeah, they they suppressing the vote, and, and so when people say to me. And this specifically is a black vote. When people say to me, well, slavery was so long ago. Yeah, uh, but but you do realize there's a whole thing after slavery and we're still kind of being oppressed. Not kind of. Not kind of. No, it's myself. Well, like, I mean, some of us, right? Because I went into my election place and I walked in, walked out. I was in there 15 minutes, in and out. Well, now let's be honest, and so we can get, we can continue talking about this because Virginia oh, also had an election. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that next. We're gonna get into that next. But let's be honest yeah. about what? What? What are you about to say? Y'all blue. Uh, 
Ooh, oh, you're a very well, heavily tinted purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because our <laughs> governor, our governor is still a Republican. Yes. And he won by pretty not a landslide, but it was pretty significant margin yeah. uh when he won. Yeah. Um he lost on Tuesday. Yes. Really, really lost on Tuesday. Yes. But yeah. Blue also, also, I live in an area where the average income is significantly higher than most people. So, yeah, we're not going to have a problem with our voting location right. because we pay too much money and taxes to yeah. have problems. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that I've discovered. And some people may take offense to this. I'm just being real. So mm -hmm. this is my unsolicited perspective on some realism. In my building, we had a new management group come in. And actually, one of my ex-girlfriends was the lawyer of record for this management group. And when they took over, she's like, oh, you're going to have some issues with them. And I was like, ah, one management group is the same as the next. No, they're not the same. Um, and I'm a, our building is advertised as a luxury apartment building. Mm -hmm. I would argue that it's not luxury because we got too many damn problems in here for mm -hmm. it to be luxury. Uh, but it's advertised as luxury. And, and my building is not a cheap place to live. That that is absolutely true, um, but this management company isn't used to handling luxury buildings. Mm -hmm. They're used to handling buildings that are far less than luxury, right? And when you have people living in situations that are far less than luxury, their income tends to be lower, and people that have lower income um, are not going to argue and fight too much about their conditions because they're always fearful of potentially being kicked out, right? It's not easy to pick up and move, yeah. right? Like I was thinking about moving and I was like, oh, this is, this is at least three grand just for me to move, just to get movers and packers. And that's an extra three grand on top of the fact I'm probably going to be paying more each month. Yeah. So it's really costly to move. So people that aren't, aren't in luxury or don't have the economic resources to say, forget this, I'm going to just move, um, tend to put up with a lot more than people who have those resources to just pick up and move, right? Right. Uh, and this building does not know who they're dealing with because whenever there's an issue, there are people lined up at their offices complaining and they're not used to that. And they're used to kind of giving this pushback yeah and they're, and they're like well in your lease and we have we have lawyers yes. right and we have people who are who have a law back first of all i live in dc just about half the population in dc has gone to law school mm -hmm. so or they're in real estate and no real estate law people know law around here yeah. so you can't hit them with a mumble jumbo thinking that big words thinking that they're going to be scared and back off no these people are going to be in your face yeah what the larger point i'm trying to make is is that we're not going to have an issue of our polling places where I live because people are going to complain and raise hell and they have the resources to complain and raise hell and get something done. Right. Where these things tend to happen are where people don't have the economic resources to raise hell and complain. Or even if they did, they're just going to be ignored anyway because there's not enough voices that have the economic resources to rise up and complain. And that's where you're talking about where I live, <laughs> well, <laughs> because I, because I am in, where where I live, 
an hour, two hours to vote is normal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's normal. That's that's so when I read the story about it taking them an hour to vote in Mississippi, I was like, that's the minimum that you'll get here. Um and it's and not they, it's not based on the the population because I live in a really, really dense populated area. Mm-hmm. We just have a bunch of different places that you can vote. Yeah. We just Whereas, we don't have that. You don't have that, right. Um, and every year I feel like they close more polling places. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you gonna why are you gonna close more polling places? That just doesn't make sense. So it does. Yeah, they they here, don't want you to vote. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I mean, yes, it does make sense in that regard. But I'm talking about by and large, when we live in a democracy where every yeah. vote is supposed to, to count and matter. Well, Rick that's Santorum what they tell you. thinks you know, democratic process is the worst thing for us right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why everybody, everybody on that side of the aisle kowtows to uh, Trump, even though everybody that he's endorsing is losing right and left. Uh, they want more of an authoritative type government. They don't really want a true democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into more of elections and and get a little get get some laughs, more laughs, or we'll detour to create some more laughs in the next segment. All right, Jay, you yes. had some stuff from the election that you wanted to talk about, the elections on Tuesday. So yes. I'm going to let you lead the charge on this one. So this is Ohio. Um, so first of all, it was a big night for abortion rights. And I think that if Republicans did not see this coming, they're crazy because polling <laughs> would show you that uh, any polling will show you that the uh the striking down of Roe v. Wade was incredibly unpopular. So a lot, I think, about the elections uh, this year and in 2024 is going to have a lot to do with abortion rights. So Ohio, um, issue one, which is uh, the right to an abortion protected by the state constitution, passed uh, 56 to 43. Um, so this is actually going to become percent. an amendment. Percent. 56 to 40, yeah, 56 yeah. to 43 percent. percent yeah. Yes. So this is actually going to become an amendment in the Ohio constitution, uh, giving individuals the right to make and carry out their own reproductive decisions, including on abortion. So that's crazy. I mean, so that, was, that's awesome. So what was funny about that was, is there was a, a vote a couple of months back mm-hmm. because uh, the Congress in Ohio was trying to make it so that it's harder to even change the state constitution, yeah. that the requirements would be harder. And that failed. So they did that vote in preparation for this vote to make sure that it didn't pass. And they lost twice. What Republicans need to understand is contrary to what you believe, you can't control a woman's right to their body. And women are categorically, no, not just women. Everybody is categorically denying you being able to control somebody else's body. Yes. So here's what I, (laughs) here's my opinion. You know, Ohio is heavily gerrymandered uh, in favor of Republicans. So can you explain what gerrymandering is? 
Uh, it's the drawing. I know of- what it is. But there's some people out there. They'd be like, what the hell is gerrymander? I love that you made sure to. Uh... <laughs> just like just like you made sure that, that, you, that you told everybody that they, that you knew there was an election. I'm going to make sure. I know what it is, but people out there might not know what it is. So every state there are. Um, uh, and, and it's an electoral map. There are boundaries. Districts. And districts, uh, everything is. And it's all drawn up. And gerrymandering is manipulating these boundaries to favor, in this case in Ohio, uh, Republicans. So basically, they will carve up, um, you know, primarily Democratic areas and, you know, mix them in with heavily Republican areas to basically it doesn't matter how many people come out to vote. Because these lines are drawn in such a way that it favors Republicans, even uh, you know, even something that's heavily favored by the public still may not pass. So exactly. this was actually a citizen-sponsored measure, and so what I think happened is they started believing their own hype, the Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, and forgetting that this is a heavily gerrymandered state. But if you give the people the option to make the decision, it's going to be what is actually the the will of the populace and not these kind of distorted boundary lines. Right. So like when, when for, for people out there that's just trying to get a clearer picture, when you draw these gerrymandering maps, they're really they really affect state house races, right? Yes. When you're doing statewide races, it, it 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 the gerrymandering really doesn't affect it, right? So when you're voting for governor, when you're voting for your state senator, uh, your your senator representative for Congress, doesn't really affect it. Where it will affect it is your delegates um, for for your district, your your representatives, the people that go to the House of Representatives for Congress. These type of things really doesn't affect you so much when you're voting for the senators or governors or president or measures like this Mm -hmm. where where it's just like everybody's vote is counted and is going towards this one thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, they backfired. And I think a lot of conservatives, they went too hard. And this is what I mean by this in, in abortion. They're trying to outlaw abortion no matter what. And you have too many voices. I don't know if it's the national party line, but you got too many voices in the Republican Party that are saying ban ban abortion no matter what circumstances. Yeah. In my state, Governor Yunkin was trying mm-hmm. to do a 15 week ban. Yes. 15 weeks is four months. Let's not let's take out the first month. Let's take out the first six weeks. All right, because most women don't, don't really know. find out right until six weeks later, four to six weeks later, right? So then it's really nine weeks to make a decision on what you want to do. And I'm sorry, when you are making a big life decision on that, you need more than nine weeks, right? You need more than nine weeks. Um, so in our state, that was his big thing that he was running on. Yeah. And he failed. He was trying to get control of the what is essentially the representatives, the House of Representatives and the state Senate. He's trying to get control of everything. 
and it was all on the line. And overwhelmingly, he lost. Now, mm-hmm. Democrats have control of the entire state Congress. So he's a, yeah. he's basically a lame duck governor for the next two years. He's not going to get anything passed. His 15 week ban is out the window because that was on the ballot. Yeah. Abortion was on the ballot. So, uh, yeah, you, it, it was on the ballot in Kentucky where you had a Democrat. He was an incumbent, yes. a Democratic governor. Andy Bashir. Andy Bashir uh, beat a black man. <laughs> that was <laughs> all right. So this is funny to me. <laughs> okay. It was a it was a black guy named Daniel Cameron that yes. was running for governor as a Republican and yes. even was endorsed by the former president Donald J. Trump. I just like saying his whole name, Donald J. Trump, because I just found out the middle name was John. I don't know why I thought it wasn't gonna be John. Well, I don't know what I thought it was gonna be Jackson. Jaheen, I like it. I don't know what Jeremiah it wasn't going to be Jamal. Yeah, it wasn't going to be none of those things. No. So he was backed by uh, the former president Donald J. Trump, and he lost. Yeah. And I was watching twenty five points. Yeah, he lost big, and I was watching the news, and everybody was surprised. Well, that that was sorry. That was twenty twenty. Okay. Twenty twenty. But uh, everybody in news cycles were surprised. That he lost, and he still lost big, and lost by that much because they called the race. They called the race. I I was watching on the news. It was only like four percent of the votes had come in, and it was just like, oh yeah, Andy won this. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like Andy won this. Um, and and a lot of people couldn't realize it was like well, I don't understand how he didn't do well. He was backed by the former president in a red state. Uh, yes, it was an incumbent governor, and I was like, oh, this is an easy one. Mm-hmm. No matter what. He was black. <laughs> no right. matter what, he was black running against a white man. Like and people, people see color no matter what. Also, he was he said abortion bans pretty much no matter what. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of things going on uh, yeah. against him. But yeah, basically, but again, look, that is putting abortion is on the ballot. Yeah. and if it's on the ballot, I mean, honestly, it's not that hard. Look at the polling; people are overwhelmingly pro-choice so it just i don't understand why they feel like this is a hill they should die on but are people overwhelmingly pro-choice or are people overwhelmingly like look don't have nothing to do with me i think people are overwhelmingly the government shouldn't have a voice in this decision right yes I mean, that's your personal life. Yeah. What's next? The government's going to have a, a a voice in people getting divorced. Right. I mean, this is a slippery slope. People going to have is a, a government going to have a hand in you doing tattoos or piercings? Yeah. Like that because that's a part of your body, right? Uh, the government is already trying to control children so that they can't transition if they want to in certain states. Like they're eliminating care, so the government is already trying to control your body. For people that say, and Republicans always talk about limited government, they sure don't want limited government when it comes to dictating to other people what they should and should not do with their body. So it was just funny. And I think the former president, Donald J. Trump, who has been boasting that he is the one that ended Roe v. Wade, that that's the reason why he is, if, if Biden and his crew is smart, they will keep hitting former President Trump on that, and they can get the turnout that they need to make sure that 
uh, Donald J. Trump isn't uh, reelected. I, I don't know if y'all people out there understand where I'm on, what fence I'm on or what side of the fence I'm on when it comes to uh, Donald J. Trump or Joe Biden. I'll just basically tell you I'm on Joe Biden's side because Donald, yeah. Donald J. Trump, I think, is a detriment to our society. Um, I think he can do. I think he already has done so much damage that it's going to take. Mm, I don't even think some of the damage that he's done as far as the divisiveness and it was him as far as mm-hmm. the divisiveness in this country will be solved in my lifetime Yeah, because uh, people are just so angry that along with news organizations that keep feeding people things and make people angrier and angry and angry and angry. I swear everybody up in this piece is just angry. Everybody, you know what everybody needs to do? Find a fetish. You know, if it's feet, go on foot finder. If it's or, <laughs> or, or, or smoke weed. You can go to Ohio because issue number two that was on the ballot, Ohio voters approved a measure legalizing recreational marijuana on Tuesday, defying Republican legislative leaders who had failed to pass the proposed law. So uh, you can, you, it's safe for you to make your own medical decisions and toke up in Ohio. For Look, now, I mean, <laughs> obviously, we already have this, uh, you know, gerrymandered state house that is going to try to do whatever they can to subvert um, the voters' wishes. So, yeah, I think Ohio is overwhelmed. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they have a Republican governor and control both the mm-hmm. uh, state house and senate. Now. The marijuana um, use, they, you know, may have an opportunity to kind of undermine that. The abortion issue, I'm not so sure because it's an amendment to the actual state constitution. So yeah, that's going to be tough. They're going to have a much harder time uh, attacking that, but that doesn't mean that they won't try. Well, I know you're real happy about that because you yeah. love weed. I mean, I don't know that I would say I love it. No, I, I think you love it. Oh, well, I would say a complicated relationship. I'll <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm done with marijuana because I can't find a good balance. I used to yeah. have a good balance with it where I would just feel good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I would get a little bit of the munchies and I would go to bed. Yeah. But lately I did an edible and not even a lot of, of an edible on Saturday night. Yeah. And I was so excited about going to bed semi-early on Saturday night, like around midnight, because I knew if I didn't plan to get up until nine, I was actually going to get 10 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to get an extra hour. This is going to be great. Yes. I took an edible at 730. I'm up until two o'clock in the morning, the real two o'clock in the morning, because the time had switched. Okay. Yeah. I'm to two o'clock in the morning, vibing out to YouTube music, listening to Black and Jesse Reyes, and they only got two songs together, but I was listening to it over and over again, not realizing, like, I need to take my ass to bed. I don't like weed no more. I'd rather just drink. Well, I mean, it's like, what did you take? Uh, I, don't, I took an edible. That's that's your problem. You need to well, know You need to know what you're ingesting well, and how well, it's going to affect you. Well, I mean, yeah, these edibles are a little hard to measure out. Not if you I'm, go to a reputable... I, I go we'll, to the, I talk, go to we'll the same. We'll talk about this no, on yeah, the we'll, after, after hour. Yeah, we'll talk about this. Hey, ladies we'll and gentlemen, if y'all want to hear to more about, detail, <laughs> if y'all want to hear about more of our shenanigans, go ahead and hop on that after hours. Uh, we've been getting uh, our YouTube subscribership has been going up, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. 
That yeah, is you know, awesome. People are really uh, peeping out the show, so I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so do I. We appreciate that. Yes. Um. So yeah, Tuesday was a really good night for Democrats. Uh, is this a like microcosm of twenty twenty four? No. Don't believe it. Could be. That. I, it could it, be. Nope. Nope. It could nope. be. No. No. These kind of the turnout is going to be completely different, and so I don't think that this is indicative of how it's going to go in 2024. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. If we if yeah. we had to vote today, I honestly wouldn't know the results. I don't think I don't th- I don't think we would know. Look, we're not going to know the results a week after the election. This is going to be another one of those situations mm-hmm. where it's going to roll into around Thanksgiving before we figure out what's what's going what's what and what is yeah. and who won. Uh, this is going to be another just, close one. Yeah, it's not going to be a landslide. So no, it will not be a landslide. It's going to come down to uh, five to ten thousand votes in one particular state again. That's what's going to happen. He's yeah. going to lose the popular. Well, yeah, he's going to lose the popular vote. Right. Um, y'all know who I say when I say he is going to lose the popular vote, but that don't have nothing to do with the electric. electric talking clock. about Trump. Yeah. Talking that's about. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know what the people out there. Uh, you got any more else do you want to talk about uh, as far as uh, elections um, from Tuesday? Well, we already kind of touched on it. Uh, Virginia. Yeah, touched on it. Virginia yeah, touched had, on it. A, had a great night. Yeah. Uh, for Democrats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Yonkin was hoping for a uh, for that. Uh, you know the Yonkin, not Yonkin. It's Yonkin. That's what I said. Yonkin. No, you said Yonkin. Yeah, Yonkin. 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 Youngin. Youngin. No, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's slang for something else. Yeah. No, we're talking, we're talking about Youngin. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a. Yeah. I was out there. I participated. Always participate in my votes. Yes. Always participate in my votes. So, yeah. uh, woke up the next day. Was like, huh? Okay, a little surprised. Yeah, uh, a little surprised. It was that overwhelming. But uh, yes, yeah, no, yeah. no, it was a good time. Yeah. All right, I think I'm done with this episode. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't really have yeah. anything. Else. I got more stuff that I want to say, but I, you know, it can't be. It's it can't be uh, on this show. It can't be on the main show. It got to be on yeah. the other show. Uh, you got anything that you want to add to this? Or are we gonna go ahead and wrap this up? Today is the last day of my sabbatical. So, yes, it is. Yeah, you got to go back. Got to go back to the job. You had seven weeks. Yeah, I did. Um, it was it, it was very affirming. Um, so if anybody is like, hey, Jonna, how's your mental health? It's doing real. I'm doing real good. So thanks uh, so much for, to, especially like to people who reached out and stuff like that while I was on sabbatical. So I appreciate it. And I'm going to just defend myself because mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up on the show because this is more of a private issue. I know that you, I let you lead, take the lead on talking about your personal life. Yeah. I do talk to my sister outside of this guys. Me and my sister was on the phone last we, we was on the phone last night for like an I hour. I called you. Yeah, well, everybody calls me cuz I don't call nobody. I'll right. text though. You hear from me every day. And <laughs> not true. about the, and not about true. this and not that's about true. this show. You literally hear true. from me every day. That is true. Without <laughs> fail. <laughs> I ain't going to call nobody, but if you mm-hmm. my people, you going to get a meme, you going to get a text message, a yes. joke or something. You going to hear from me. Yes. I just I'm not going to call cuz I don't like talking on the phone. Right. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, Jay, what do you want to tell the people out there? Oh, I was just about to do the wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the after hours. I was hours. just I, about to say it too. And yeah, I was no, just, oh. no. Thank you for rocking with us. How about there that? There we go. That's a Thanks. that's a good uh, that's a good edited version of what I said. <laughs> she says something different at the after on the after hours yeah. episode when she exits out. Yeah. But on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Until next time. As always, I'll holla. Woo! That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page, After Hours Uncensored and Talking Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blogs and even buy our merch and if you really feel ingenuous and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciated most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time Audi 5000, peace.